You are listening to the Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. Hey, welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast. I'm Dan. This is my co-host, Drew. Hey, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> Drew did. I thought I'd change up the intro and just refer to <laughs> right back to normal. Uh, before like we start, <laughs> before we start, I want to say a quick thank you and shout out to our friend Brandon Cavender, who filled in last time, did an awesome job. Brandon's a good guy. Thanks for covering. And yeah, uh, Drew, do you want to do you want to say thank you? Well, I didn't know if we're changing the show to the Drew and Brandon show now because we did such high numbers. We did <laughs> numbers last numbers. week. What what was the difference last week? Hmm, we did numbers. Hmm. <laughs> there was one glaring omission and <laughs> one addition to it. the show. I don't know. I'll run some diagnostics and see if I can figure out what the difference was. <laughs> I can only imagine if it was me and Brandon, the numbers would just be, <laughs> we just find out that people just want to listen to Brandon. The Drew and Dan show just becomes Brandon talking by himself. But uh, Brandon, thank you. Drew, we, as I said, off pod earlier i got a sick kid who's napping so he might get interrupted so i want to get right down into it are you down with that all right let's get into it we are uh post nba finals we're listening to Mm -hmm. this post nba finals and uh it's over uh the dust has settled the warriors are victorious as i called uh on our pre-playoff pod i believe you did and i when you made that call i didn't i didn't think you were crazy but i just I just didn't think they were going to go all the way. I thought they were better teams. Um, well, first off the bat, before we get talk, talking about the series and what this means for the Warriors in the future and the NBA landscape, I want to offer a heartfelt congratulations, Drew. I know I, I know I joke around a lot about. I basically just try to get under your skin about the Warriors, but it's a big deal. Your team won. Your team won the finals, and I was also thinking. This question I'm about to ask is going to sound like I'm trying to be a jerk at first, but I'm not. It's going to sting, I, but I'm ready. Well, I feel like every year there's something, there's like something that haters can point to as like, well, yeah, the Warriors won, but like this happened in the playoffs. So like now there's like an asterisk by it, you know, like, oh, I and I was trying wait, to I think, can't wait for this question. <laughs> no, no, no. I think my question is like, there are more of a statement, really. I, there's not really anything like that that I can point to. Like every, the Suns weren't injured. They just flamed out, you know, like the Grizzlies were full strength. They're a young team, but it's like, you can't, I don't know. There's the only thing I could think of is like in the East with Middleton being hurt, but every team entered the playoffs pretty much full strength. Like there's, the Nets had everybody. Do you, looking back now a couple of days after the win, is there anything that you feel like during the course of the playoffs, you're like, man, this really broke our way and helped us out? You know, um, I so I picked the Warriors to win on our uh, playoff pod. Um, so before, the, like, you know, the playoffs even started, the one we dropped – I picked the Warriors to win, and I know you thought that was like a homer pick, like, oh, Drew loves the Warriors. He's going to pick the Warriors. Um, maybe there was a little bit of that. Um, I didn't pick them to beat the Celtics. I picked them to beat the Bucks, um, And so that was a little bit of a surprise. 
um, that Milwaukee wasn't there, but the Middleton thing was a big piece of that. But yeah, every year. So the warrior haters are going to be the warrior haters, period. Right. People hate the right, warriors. Right. People hate Steph. I don't get it, but um, it just is the way of the world, I guess. Um, but there is some uh, some fire coming at the Warriors' path to the championship, particularly from the Grizzlies fans. So Memphis and Golden State, I guess one kind of cool thing that came out of this is just like intensified that rivalry. So that rivalry goes back to mm-hmm. last year with the play-in game. Um, and then they played well, back some- even the Warriors' like first kind of run. Right. Remember, like yeah. the Tony Allen, Marcus Saul, sure. Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah. Where they thought they were good, but we kind of bounced them pretty good. But um, <laughs> so, but you know, the, the, uh, the Grizzlies eliminated the Warriors last season, in the play in game. It was actually a very close game. It was a battle. Um, and then after the game, Steph Curry said, you're not going to want to see us next year. Turns out he was right. You did not want to see them next year. Mm-hmm. And so the Grizzlies are saying, that the Warriors, because let's think back on that Warriors Grizzlies series from you know this this playoffs that just happened. Those were cl- you know the first game Warriors won game one, but John Morant missed a layup for the win, right? I mean, and it yeah. was and he was almost unguardable. Like the Warriors, let's be honest, the Warriors had were having fits guarding him, and he basically just blew the layup at the end of the game. So Warriors went up one zero, um, and then when it was two one, the series was two one, all very close games except for one where the Warriors just punted. Like it was like a Grizzlies blowout, like blowout city. Like Grizzlies went up like thirty, and the Warriors pulled like you know emptied the bench early. So they're just like, hey, we'll we'll live to fight another day. So Grizzlies fans are feeling like, hey, we're the better team here. And then John Morant got injured. Right, the Jordan, like the, yeah, the, that's the, true. The Jordan Poole knee touch heard around the world. So the Grizzlies <laughs> are convinced that the Warriors only won that series because Jaw got injured. Because you know Jaw was you know in a freak show game, you know, video game mode for that series. So yeah, that is the one thing I've seen circulating online from Warriors haters saying, "Oh, such an easy path to the finals once Jaw got hurt." And then they beat like a Celtics team that I think would have throttled that Grizzlies team. Um, Cause mm-hmm. the Celtics are good. I just, I'm not sure what happened to the Celtics, but you know, we, we talked about the, yeah, I was very yeah. worried. we've had two previous pods that we dropped where, I mean, I was in full panic mode, right? Let's call it what it is. And I, I'm always in full panic mode. I never enjoy the Warriors True. in the final. I don't sit back and enjoy the Warriors in the finals because I'm like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, we could lose, we could lose, we could lose. Oh, good. We won. So like, it's finally, I breathe yeah. a sigh of relief when it's over, but um anyway so what was your question i mean like do i think there was anything to point to or looking back on it you know um i think the warriors would have beat the grizzlies i don't think it i think it would have gone okay ways. i think it, you know because yeah. every game was closed pretty much you know mm-hmm. um and then when actually when jaw went out weren't the grizzlies like better without jaw like didn't they the play game after yeah. he went out was the game that the grizzlies just destroyed golden state yeah, destroyed. So it's like the Grizzly. I mean, that's an interesting argument that, you know, because they actually they're a weird team, I guess. Like they're just yeah. as but if not, you know, they play or they they play differently without Jaw than with Jaw, but they're like maybe better. I don't know. It's really strange. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that that comment slash question was complimentary mostly because I can't I I can't really point to like man. Golden State got really lucky with blank, and that is kind of what set them up to win. Yeah. Like, even I don't know. I'm thinking about like the Clipper, both LA teams, like the Clippers, 
Kawhi was out all season, would things have been different if Kawhi was it? And there's no way to know that. Also, I think Golden State would still probably have won. Um, the Lakers were a mess. Like I, I want to be able to say like, well, if we, if we were full strength, we'd be like in the mix, but with terrible this year. Um, well, you just, you just so need yeah, a better I, guard. You, you, Lakers just need a better guard, right? They're not going to yeah. go, they're not going to go anywhere with Westbrook as their guard. And at least they got them for cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. JK, JK 46 million. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go on. Um, uh, so, <laughs> but I, I was thinking about this golden state team and I'm obviously, I'm not an anti golden state team. They're just not my team. So they, this finals run, they kind of reminded me of how I felt about the early 2010 um, Spurs teams, which is like, they were just always good. Never like the best team in the regular season, but always really good. And then it feels like you'd blink your eyes and it's like, Oh, Tim Duncan is dominating in the finals again. And they just won, you know, that's what this year felt like. Like I never, as a non warrior fan, I never, I wouldn't say that I like doubted them, but I also, they were never like on my radar as the team that would win everything. And then now that they've won, I'm, I don't feel like surprised. Does that make sense? They're just like, they're kind of like this of the last five years. They're kind of the spurs that like mainstay team. That's always good. And they were the three seed this year, right? You know, they were the three seed, but they were like two, pushing one most of the year. Um, mm. You know, they were like a solidly the two and they kind of were like, they kind of let Phoenix take it and go because Steph got hurt and missed like the 25 games down the stretch. Right. So yeah. Steph, so right coming up to the playoffs, I don't think Steph played in the game before the play. I think he was out for like 20 plus games. Yeah. He, he was out back, for a while. Came back for round one. So that that's what dropped them because they actually played very poorly pretty much from the all-star break on um, mm-hmm. and, you know, Draymond missed time, Steph missed time. They played poorly from the all-star break on, but that only took a play. Never. Yeah. Clay never really got it together. No. I mean, that took him from the two to the three. And if it wasn't for Jordan Poole, they would have even fallen farther. Cause you mm-hmm. know, m- maybe people weren't really watching the Warriors without Steph, but Jordan Poole had a great, I mean, it's crazy. He wasn't named the most improved player of the year. Actually, John Moran mm-hmm. was, which is stupid. Um, it's it's yeah. ridiculous that it wasn't Jordan Poole or uh, that kid for the Blazers, Simons, who, I mean, who's also really, really oh good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, they were the three seed, but honestly they were, they were, they were good. I mean, they won enough games in the first half and then just kind of coasted mm. the second half. And um yeah. You know, I said on our pre-playoff pod that the team I don't want to, you know, I wasn't scared of Denver. I wasn't scared of Phoenix. The team I, I wasn't scared of Dallas. The team I didn't want to play was Memphis. And of course, we played Memphis, and it was yeah. it was crazy. Um, and Dylan Brooks hurt somebody, just like I also <laughs> said before the series. I said, Dylan Brooks is going to hurt somebody. I thought it was going to be Steph, but it turned out uh, to be Gary Payton, who's actually a really valuable player. Yeah. But yeah, it's... If you had to off the top of your head rank the four Warriors titles teams, like where where would this one end up? Because to me, again, as an outsider, I'm not saying this. I would say that this team was the worst out of the four, but the most boring for sure. Because I feel like that first title was like death lineup, right? And then you had the KD. And then this one, it, it feels like it just, I blinked and it was like, oh, they're, 
they're about to win the finals. You know what was what I loved about this uh, title was that it really was, with the exception of one game, it was Steph saying, uh, "Just so you know, I'm still the goat." You know, like Steph, Steph, <laughs> Steph literally was like. You know, yeah, we're, you know, maybe we're not supposed to be here. Maybe we're not supposed to win. Maybe we're old. You know, maybe we're a step slow. Maybe all these young teams are way faster and better than us, but, uh, but I'm still the goat. So I can still do this. And then, oh, you're going to guard me 35 feet from the hoop and send the house at me. Then I can still get by you every time and go to the basket. And he just causes havoc on the court. So even in his off game, he had one really off game and everyone's like, Oh, Wiggins is carrying the Warriors. That was a, that was one narrative. I saw Wiggins is carrying the work the Warriors. Should Wiggins be the finals MVP? Like hilarious stuff like that. But the, like, do you know why Wiggins carried the Warriors? Because the whole house was watching Steph, right? He was being yeah. like double teamed, chased around. They, they, they basically created lanes for Wiggins to drive and do what Wiggins did because of the gravity of Steph and every, you know, and everyone, everyone was able to, you know, get shots off because, you know, the, all the focus was went to Steph for that game and um, for the next game. So it's like, what do you do? How, how do you stop the Warriors? It's like, you know, you can try and throw the house at Steph and then someone else, you know, you have Andrew Wiggins attacking and beating you. You know, you pull yeah. back and then Steph is just going to feast. So it's like, what do you do? So I really liked this Warriors group. Um, you know, it's fun watching KD be KD. Uh, the first Warriors title was actually a surprise to everyone, um, myself included, you know, People yeah. forget now because the Warriors are, you know, they've been in six of the last eight and won four of the last eight. But people forget that first year, the Warriors were not supposed to be there. Right. And then once they got there, they were not supposed to win. I mean, they played LeBron. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. that Warriors team was like this amazing surprise. And they, and they so that was a lot of fun because it was a shock. This one was fun in a different way because it's surprising in a different way, I guess, because Steph was like, yeah, we're old, but I can still do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. <clears throat> okay. Um, I want to talk, look to the future a little bit and also talk like Steph legacy stuff. Cause there's a lot, I don't know if you listen to any of Simmons. Uh, podcasts, I, I, right? did, I did just cause I wanted to hear him cry a little bit. He, I felt like he was, he was cool to the warriors, but his big thing is like, he's always updating his pantheon of greatest players. And he moved Steph into the top 10, which what everyone has different rankings, but, but it was, I, I, I felt like a tonal shift this year with them winning the title of like, man, Steph is an all time, like an all time great top 10 player, you know? Yeah. Like I don't, the only point guard that you could put in front of him was magic, right? Like who else? Yeah. Um, I guess you could put magic in front of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the listeners understand. I spend so much time being sincere about congratulating Drew, but the second a Lakers comment comes up, he just drags him through the mud. I'll, I'll remember that. But, uh, but the big question is like, and I, Drew, I think, I think, you know, where I'm at with LeBron, like he's on my team, which is great, but I wouldn't say I'm like a LeBron guy, right? You don't think I'm a LeBron guy. Like, no, I, know, I root for him start, because you started the hashtag trade LeBron like three years ago before. Okay. Yeah, was, that's right. I'm glad you remember before but, the won a championship that was a bubble championship. But like, I feel, I, I didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> 
LeBron and Steph both have the same amount of rings right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. LeBron four. has four, right? Not five. Mm-hmm. Right. And Steph has four. Steph just won number four. But I feel like they will never I don't I don't know what it is. It's that Steph thing we talk about all the time. Like I don't understand why how he's so undervalued and so underappreciated, but I feel like he'll never be in the LeBron conversation. Like what would it take? Would winning two more titles? You know what's funny, Dan? I saw a tweet. I don't remember who tweeted it. It's not my original thought, but this is so interesting. uh, Someone basically tweeted, think about this. If Steph Curry was six foot six, right? Built Mm -hmm. like Michael Jordan. If Steph Curry was six foot six and did exactly what he has done over his career, people would be considered called like he'd be in the conversation for greatest of all time. So they're saying it's just cause he's small. Yeah. Huh. Something, ab- something about something about that, you know, he's like, maybe he has a reputation of just being a shooter, just being a sniper, you know, like, Oh, he's the greatest, he's the greatest player of all time. No, no. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Like people try and make that a different, like he's not a great basketball player. He's just a great shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think, but let's, let's take, why do people think that? Well, he is the greatest shooter of all time one, but you know, you're saying top 10 best players of all time, which is different. Yeah. And I agree. And I think anyone who knows ball at this point has to agree, but um, you know, and we got to bring our, we have a friend who has uh, thought about this exhaustively. We got to have him on and let's, let's put a pin on the, in this top 10 conversation and do a separate pod on it, Dan, but to, okay. to kind of uh, round this out a little bit, Think about that that tweet I just said, right? I mean, what are your thoughts? What's your reaction to that? If, think, imagine if Steph was 6'6", the Jordan build, right? If he was built like MJ. Like, what if, I mean, and then had the same resume that he had, you know, four, four titles, well, two MVPs, one unanimous, MV, unanimous MVP, every single shooting record known to mankind, and it'll mm-hmm. probably never be broken unless Trey Young, like, does it. But anyway, you know, what what would people's reaction to Steph Curry be? That's a really interesting tweet. I never thought about it that way, but just as you were talking, I was thinking like, I think sports in general, people will always elevate people who look like, I'm trying to think of how to say this, like more like a superhero than like a normal person. Right. So like MJ six, six, right. And then all the rest of the top 10, it's Kareem, it's Will, it's magic. Who is almost, he was six ten, six nine, whatever. Yeah. Like, Kobe, same set, like everyone, everyone in any sport, in baseball, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, they're these huge dudes who are ripped. And so I think it's like, there's some mental block of having a shorter and Steph just looks like a guy. If he was wearing street clothes, you wouldn't necessarily think that he was like an athlete, you know, or right. at least one of the best players in the whole world. Right. Um, so, yeah, that that's really, really interesting. And I think I guess your question is like, what if he was six, six? I think yeah. he would. I think he would be way up there. Right. Yeah. How would that change people's perception? How would that change the conversation? I mean, people see this little guy smiling and dancing and shimmying and people hate that. Right. Because he just cut your heart out and he's dancing all over the place and looking like he's having a good time playing the game, having fun playing the game. And I mean, most guys are glaring and throat slashing and, yeah. you know, taunting and you know what I mean? Um, although, although the, 
Steph's taunting Steph's ring game. thing at the end. That was so dope. Steph's taunting game has gotten way up there. I will say when mm. he like, and, and he even said after the game in the interview, cause people are like asking them, cause it's a little different than the Steph we're used to seeing. And he's like saying, Hey, I hear everything. I hear the criticism. I hear, you know, people were going after his wife with the Aisha can't cook like thing in Boston, you know, and he wore the shirt. Yeah, yeah. He wore the shirt, you know? So, it, you know, he just felt like, you know, he pointed to his ring finger in Boston, he did the night, night, like, you know, uh, hand thing, which was amazing. Like if you're a Boston Celtics fan and seeing that happen on your home court has just gotten to drive you crazy. He did it to Memphis in Memphis, did the night, told him night, night. I mean, it was just yeah. so good. So good. So, um, so yeah. I guess the other, the other side of that question is like, what if LeBron was six, three, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't would think he, he would be doing LeBron things because what makes yeah. LeBron so good is his physical dominance. He dominates the game physically. I mean, the older he gets, the stronger he's getting. I mean, you got to ask some questions about that. But the older he gets, he's literally like, you know, he looks, Taco like Tuesday. A, he looks like a bodybuilder. He's so he's so strong and he's so athletic and he's always been athletic. Yeah. But now he's just like, I mean, he's just got, you know this ultimate old man strength going for him. So he literally can take over and dominate games, you know, anywhere on the court and Steph can too, in a totally different body. You know what I mean? But Steph is also so, so strong, you know, like his, we've talked about his shooting mechanics before. Most of how he does what he does is all his core strength, you know, and his legs and the way that he positions his body in, in like you, that takes a lot of work in the weight room. Um, yeah. which again, I guess to your point that this is something you don't notice when it's a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's conditioning, conditioning is, you know, off the charts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, I will say the one hole to Steph's game is he doesn't get the calls going to the rim and you know, my, I, people say he's really bad at drawing fouls. And I was like, I don't, I looks like a foul to me, but I, I guess he doesn't draw a foul. He doesn't get the same level of foul calls that other superstars get in my opinion. Which is true. But he also, he also doesn't like a James Harden will bank on getting yeah. the foul calls. So he's right. not so much focused on finishing well, right. Right. Where Steph drives every time with the intention of making the basket. Yeah, and James, so you're right. I actually never thought of it that way because James Harden, and it's easy to say he flops, but he's actually intentionally, his first move is the pump fake. And his second move is the pump fake because he's yeah. trying to get the defender in the air to get into the defender's body, right? Where Steph almost never pump fakes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he has the intent to drive and the intent to score. Um, yeah. And he's getting there and he's like, I'm going to put into his, it's actually uh, to his detriment because how many times did Robert Williams chuck the shot into the upper deck? Right. Yeah. Like so many times because Steph's going for the score, not for the, I mean, if Steph had just hit the brakes and put a, put the the ball fake on Robert Williams is going through the roof and Steph can catch him on the way down. Right. And get, get to the free yeah. throw line, but he's, he's trying to score. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, um, the finals MVP was awesome to see. I think Steph should have at least two. Um, yeah. You know, the Iguodala one is silly that it went to Iguodala, but um yeah, I'm glad he got it. Kind of cemented that last piece that everyone used to criticize him. Uh, I, I know we got to wrap this up, Dan, but I will say I think the Warriors, and here's a too early prediction. Right now, Dan, I think the Warriors are right back here next year. 
I could see it. I mean, you guys, you guys have a really smart GM who's going to make really smart moves. Like for me, one of the biggest surprises of the whole postseason, I don't know if you think about this, is that Wiggins was essentially the number two guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see what Bob Myers does. I don't don't. think he's going to do anything. I I think all these guys are back for at least one more run at it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't don't know if you're trying to get value out of Wiggins or what you're trying to do, but, um, yeah. You guys got any interest in, uh, Russell Westbrook? Uh, yes. High interest. Okay, <laughs> so, good. No, yeah. I think, you know, Kaminga is going to be better next year. GP two, you know, yeah. Gary Payton, the third. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, just as good or better next year. Jordan pool will be better next year. Are you um, guys going to get rid of Wiseman or what? And Wiseman, who knows if he's on the court, that gives us another, another center. Well, my question is, is Wiseman a trade piece at all? No, are people no, just so no. he's okay. not a trade piece until he gets on the floor and shows his yeah. stuff. And then by that point, it's like, well, if he's good, we might as well keep him because we've got, you know, Moody, Kaminga, Poole. And then why it's like you have your yeah. next your next round of athletic young guys ready to go. So it's funny is Wiseman is the type of player that I feel like if he was on another team, the Warriors would take a chance on. Right. This unproven, (laughs) you know what I mean? But you need a, you need a team culture that's strong enough to let him kind of develop in his own time. So maybe Wiseman will be okay. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's, that's that. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to say too early prediction, Dan, I'm going to say it's Warriors Celtics running it back next year. I like the Celtics. Same teams. I like it. I think if Williams is healthy, they'll be right back. Williams is a really, really dominant center. He surprised me how good he was. He was a warrior. He played injured. Um, Tatum will be better. He was, he was bad uh, the last couple of games. I think Tatum will learn learn from that. I'll be interested to see how he bounces back. Jalen Brown was really good. Marcus Smart is a player that you need. He's, you know, obviously up and down, but he's that got that toughness. He just keeps coming at you. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, Boston maybe needs a couple of secondary players to help them. Like the Warriors just kept going eight, nine guys, which was driving me crazy, actually. But, <laughs> but they did, uh, did Otto Porter get any playing time? Yes, he was terrible. He okay. was just I was terrible. I forgot he was on the team and I was he played in that he played he started uh game six, Dan, and he was literally the reason they went down twelve to two at the beginning of that game. And they took him out. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, okay, no more auto porter is not coming back in the like he he took he had an open look, wide open look, and missed the three. It's like that's your one job is to make it you know, swing, swing, make the open jumper, yeah. missed it. His guy, he gave up two baskets back to back the guy he was guarding. And then he had a turnover. It was like, and then he wasn't rebound. It was like, okay, get off the court. You're horrible. <laughs> so okay. yeah, he had a really bad run there. He's just well, not good Drew, enough. He's just not good enough. I'm, uh, he's okay. He's just not good enough. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the Porter take again, congratulations a really really great win you guys just outplayed everybody you were up against and steph's awesome he's an all-time great we'll have to definitely do a a top 10 all-time pod um at some point absolutely let's do it soon um the question will be if if there's any non-lakers in mind which there probably will not be (laughs) (laughs) well the great we'll put a pin in it but a great conversation to have around that and hey maybe i uh i'm coming out your way in a couple weeks 
Maybe we do a live pod and see what oh, happens. Live pod, I love it. Yeah. Live pod in the desert. Awesome, man. Live pod at the at the Gray Hen or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew and Dan signing off. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See everybody. She she in love. What's that? Trust. What's that? Us. What's that? Yeah. I'm married to the gang. Don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. She say she in love. What's that? Trust. What's that? Us. What's that? Yeah. I'm married to the money, don't be playing games Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave Red Ferrari seats, all my homies bled out on these streets Makeup on my sheets, makeup, sex, stress Hope she leave, reaching for my keys She like, where you going? Stay with me Hate to see a bed, she don't want me dead Posted on the block, when it's war, ain't no warning shots, bullet